The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Princess Auto, make it work. Engaging conversation with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Breaking news with Eileen Bell and sports with Morley Scott. This is the Afternoon News on 630 Chad, Edmonton's breaking news and conversation station. Well, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. It's Jaylen and Andrew. should point out this, of course, is a Tuesday, so a slightly short week for us here at the Afternoon News and also a slightly short day as we mm-hmm. uh, will relinquish command of the airwaves at 5.30 to allow for City Ford Faceoff show. We're taking on uh, S- Saskatchewan, I almost said. We're taking on Las Vegas today. Yeah, the night. Yeah. Should did be you, interesting. Did you see the tweet from, like, their, um, yes. their guy last night? About the snow? And I almost... You know what? I wanted yes. to kick him in the shins when Why? I saw that. Because you know what I thought? Can you pick the most ugliest picture whatsoever oh. <laughs> of of Alberta, of Edmonton? And, and if you didn't see this, it was on Twitter. And I forget the guy's name, but I think he used to work in Winnipeg, if I remember correctly. Um, and it was just kind of dry, you know, the barren snowscape coming in from the from the airport somewhere. And it's like, welcome to Edmonton. And I'm like, how about you take a nice, beautiful picture of, you know, the, the downtown with the new bridge, with the skyline in the back. Well. Thought, you know what? That was a real D-move. No, I don't think so. I, I think I, it was absolutely a D-move. I'm not offended at all. Uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. We live in a northern uh, hemisphere. We live in, in a place that does... I was out driving yesterday with my wife because it was uh, go to HomeSense and look at knickknack days. <laughs> and I, I said to her, my God, this is a barren country, isn't it? I mean, it, that's what it looked like to us, too, driving along the Anthony Henday. I mean, well, the... Parts of the Henday, yeah, I get that, but... If you want to be offended about something with regard to sports, I'll give you a better one. I'm not offended by it. Okay. I'm just saying I, it didn't impress me much. Yeah, well, he's not out to impress you, though, right? Like, he's, I mean, his thing is not to promote Edmonton. His thing is to get followers from, and, and report back to his uh, current followers uh, back in Las Vegas. So I'm okay with that. I mean, it was a silly thing anyways because how many of those players are Canadian? How many played in, the, in Canadian mm-hmm. uh, leagues? I mean, obviously, they've seen snow before. Right, maybe the social media guy hasn't, but certainly his players and coaches have. The guy worked in Winnipeg. (laughs) Well, at least definitely seems. You're taking a shot at Edmonton. This is a a weird little ditty, Uh, but did you watch the uh, Eskimo game over the weekend? Yes. By the way, I just talked to Dave Campbell and uh, said to him, "I don't know how you guys do it. I got up, watched the Saskatchewan game, Mm -hmm. and then I watched the uh, Eskimo game, and then I watched the Oiler Mm -hmm. game, and I felt ill." Just staring at the TV for that many hours in a row, I just, I felt really ill. Like, I didn't, I I just, I wanted to lie down. The world was spinning. Like, that's a lot of staring at sports. Mm -hmm. But it was something that I was looking forward to all weekend, that this is going to be the greatest day of sports Uh ever. And three great games. But just a little ditty, because I asked Dave, and we're not looking to get, you know, to grow legs on this at all. But I thought it was odd that um, with the game clearly over, the uh, Eskimo-Winnipeg game, that Winnipeg did not take a knee, but rather chose to play out and score another touchdown during the period in which the game was over and the Eskimos didn't really do much to try and defend against it because the game was over. There were seconds left and they allowed them to, to do that. And the only reason I bring it up is just as a former player and as a former coach, what if... Um, an Eskimo who who knew the game was over, half-heartedly was just standing there watching the Winnipeg Blue Bombers rather than take a knee, run a play, got injured. 
we'd have been having that conversation for the next, right up until the last play of the Grey Cup. What if, what if, what if? They should have taken a knee. It would have been sportsmanlike for them to take a knee. I thought uh, that last that last quarter that the uh, the Eskimos kind of um, pumped the brakes a little bit, and for a little bit I thought uh, that uh, Winnipeg was going to do uh, something there. They went into a defensive protect type mode and gave them a lot of field, and but I, you know they managed the game well. It was a blowout. The score didn't look like it, but it was a blowout. Mm-hmm. But I just felt in those last few seconds. Um, I mean, they they ran a uh, the time elapsed yeah, on I don't the think clock. The Winnipeg team cares about the possibility of an Eskimo hurting themselves. Yeah, but they should because they're yeah. all professional athletes in well, the CFL. At the end of it all, so you want the you want the score to look a little bit better than what it is. Uh, really, with a with lo- no time left on the clock, they scored their last touchdown, yeah. and they were still down by more than a touchdown. Yeah, so there's no way they're winning the game. No, we know that. Right. So the sportsmanlike thing would have been to. To take a knee. Yeah, well, we see let the it, clock you know, run. it's it's not that it just doesn't happen at uh, pro level CFL. I see it in 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 junior games, in high school games, and midget games right across this province where people run up the scores mm-hmm. deliberately. That they they do this all the time. And I don't so, agree with running up the score. Either. I don't agree with running up the score at all uh, in any in any way, and certainly not at entry level junior. So I think that just is really demoralizing for for the kids. But I mean, if it's happening there, why aren't you going to keep? doing whatever you can at a pro level. Yeah, I mean, anytime you run a live play, there's the possibility mm-hmm. for an injury. Mm-hmm. And when the game's done, and I mean literally done, we're not talking about three, four minutes left where maybe a short kick and you mm-hmm. can recover and this and that. Literally no time left on the clock, and they run a live play when they're down by more than two touchdowns, I, I think is is pointless. Honestly, and not not only, and if you say, well, they don't care about the, you know, the potential to injure an Eskimo, what about the potential to injure one of their players? The game's over. Their season's done. Right. Take a knee. (laughs) If I'd have been at the game, I'd have yelled that at them. Take a knee! (laughs) Take a knee. You were, in the the meantime, you were just yelling it at the TV. Did you see Chris Jones uh, yell at the cameraman? Uh, You know what? We actually watched the Saints game from 11 Mm. till uh, 2.30. We didn't watch the the, uh, Riders game. (laughs) Much better outcome for our Saints. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He uh, clearly dropped the F-bomb on uh, Canadian television. Uh, The exact phrase being, get that the bleep out of my face. Get No, get the bleep out of my face. There it was. Mm. Yeah. Did they win? Yeah, they were winning at that point as well. They had they were running away with the game. You know, Chris Jones doesn't like the media. Come on, <laughs> he definitely he does doesn't not like, like that the media, guy. And he does not want <laughs> stuff stuck in his face. <laughs> well, those are two true statements. Did I see that you went to the rodeo on the weekend? Sure did. Did yeah, dinner theater that? on Friday and uh, CFR on Saturday. Yeah. Honestly, I was a little uh, confused. Did you go I, CFR or PBR? A CFR, exactly for that reason. I you got went invited. To Northlands, not Rogers. Right. I got invited to the CFR. And then at the last minute, texted the individual. Well, it was John Winwick at ATV. Yeah, yeah. I texted him saying, wait a minute, is this PBR or CFR? Yeah. And he was like, CFR. And I go, oh, okay. So you got I w- to see it all, not just a bull riding. Right. I would have gone to the wrong venue had I not <laughs> checked on that. It was Carol who said you should text John. Um, but yeah, it was CFR and it was so entertaining. Yeah, it's a good night. It it's a really a good, good night. night. They have good fans, too. Oh, unreal and just uh, been around for a long time a lot of them just loyal and dedicated yeah and, you know last last go around at northlands for the cfr 
That's right. Yeah, 44 years. You know what's funny? If you took a, a CFR fan, someone who'd never really shown an interest in any other sport, and, and brought them to an Oilers game, they'd be uh, sitting there going, man, they've got some really dedicated fans. That's that's what it felt like. They The people who were there knew the names of all the Cowboys. Uh, they knew their past. They knew oh, yeah. what their challenges mm-hmm. were. Uh, yeah, it was just it was fascinating no, to watch. It is. Uh, it's a it's a fun it's a fun night out. I haven't been yeah. in, in many years, but it's a it's a fun night out. So, and if, if if you like more than just the bull riding, the bull riding tends to be the big draw. Let's be real. Um, but I know you like uh, you like the barrel racing. <laughs> yeah, I like the, the bareback and yeah, all that. Yeah, too, I so. do like it all. But I I had not realized there was this other sport. Now, what I'm about to say is going to upset CFR fans, and I apologize because I really enjoy your sport. Uh, it would be the same as me saying, well, the Oilers games are okay, but I really enjoy watching the Zamboni clean the ice. Um, they have a children's yeah. thing where a little pony rides, uh, runs, and three kids uh, chase after it. And the idea is that one of the kids has to get on the pony and stay there for a certain number of seconds. I found that to be the most entertaining part of the evening. The mutton busting when they have to when they get the little kids on the back of a sheep and off mm-hmm. they go. That's the best part of the whole oh, night. Three little girls yeah. were the first to yeah. uh, to accomplish that task. It was just and the crowd stays with it and and oftentimes right when you know at a football game particularly or I guess it happens. Does it happen to hockey? No, at a football game sometimes you know bantam teams will come out and play a quarter yep. and and the crowd's kind of half paying attention, not paying attention, and it's a real opportunity for them to have a big crowd watch. Yep. them play, right? Well, the CFR, the crowd hangs in mm-hmm. there. They hang in there for mm-hmm. the kids. They cheer them on. Absolutely. Uh, the announcer announces what's going on. It's just like they're in a pro event. Uh, I thought it was just so well done. And yeah. and like I say, just so entertaining to watch. Uh, I know you went to the Mayfield on uh, Friday night. Friday yep. night we went to uh, the Jube to see uh, Jersey Boys. What a great show that was. And it's only it was only here this weekend, so if you missed out. But if you ever get a chance to see that show, great go, show. S- go see it. Uh, great music. We've been <laughs> we've been singing it all. It's those little earworms. gets into your head and you can't <laughs> get rid of it. Yeah. So you'd be walking along and, you know, belting out... I won't do it for you, but you know what I'm talking <laughs> Please about. Please uh, We have uh, tenors. Uh, tickets to give away today. They're coming to town here uh, very shortly, actually. So we'll have another round of tenors tickets to give away. We do that. Um... Not Rob Roach, Todd Hirsch. Todd Hirsch, she may gonna be even three thirty. Going to be in studio, studio, we think. Oh, you should find a bow tie to put on. Oh, I should have dressed up <laughs> and shaved. What was I thinking? <laughs> I look so bad next to him. I tr- I question everything about myself when he's in studio because he just looks so good. Mm-hmm. Just straight off the pages of like a Sears catalog mm-hmm. from '67. Like well, just... I wouldn't say Sears catalog. I would say more like a GQ catalog. Sure. Okay. Fair yeah. enough. Hmm. Not the Sears catalog. Is there still such a thing as a Sears catalog? I have no idea. Didn't Sears shut down? Yeah, they might have. I should really be on top of these kind of things. Hey, speaking of shutdowns, we should take our break, eh? But then over the weekend, and I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that this is the story that was making headlines over the weekend as opposed to a much worse story. But uh, here we go again, the LRT. Is there a better way? Oh, man, is there a way to make it work? Never mind a better LRT? way. We got to talk about this right after this. Hearing about it uh, throughout the weekend, right here on 6:30, Chad. More problems for the Metro Line, uh, and it was up for a lot of conversation today at City Hall. So the Metro Line from uh, downtown to Nate over the weekend, uh, the train was routed onto the wrong track near the Nate station. 
Uh, city officials say it was a signaling problem, but not a safety problem because the safety, safety system would have stopped the train before it hit the other. Uh, you know you're in big trouble uh. when uh, somebody uh, fails the contractor, uh, says they're taking this issue very seriously and plan to address it. You know... We know from listening to the afternoon news that when a company says they're taking it very seriously, uh, they haven't been taking it very seriously. Well, not for obviously a couple of years now, and that was up for debate today at City Hall. Here's Scott Johnson. Councillor Bev Eslinger and the others got the technical explanation of what happened. At least we're getting some answers. Uh, I feel better about some of the safety elements that we heard today. It's now three and a half years and counting for the underperforming LRT. City Manager Linda Cochran labels it as a significant problem and they've abandoned all idea from earlier this year that the trains would be running full speed and full integration by the end of 2017. However, Mayor Don Iveson says the safety measures in place are doing the job. City officials are not in the business of opening or running systems that are not safe. If there was any material concern, uh, it would be shut down. December 5th, at the next council meeting, they'll look at options about where to go next. Council was told to start from scratch is something that could be very expensive, so they'll continue to put the contractor to the test, especially since Talus hasn't been paid. Scott Johnson, 6.30, Chad News. Let me ask you a question, Jay. Yeah. So you got a laptop computer you just bought, mm -hmm. and it just simply isn't working properly. So you take it back to the store, and you say it simply isn't working properly, and here's what's not working. And they say, okay, leave it overnight, we'll fix it. And in the morning you pick it up, you go home, and a new problem develops. But it's similar to the old problem. So you take it back, and they said, okay, well, we didn't see that coming. We must have... We must have missed something. Must have huh? missed something. We're taking a look at it. Around about the fifth or sixth time, it's time for a refund, isn't it? You know what I mean? Like, what are we going to do with this LRT? Because I don't trust it, period. So at some point, we're going to have to make the hard decision to scrap whatever system they put into place and get a new one. And I don't think it should be the taxpayer that does it. I think it should be whatever company couldn't get the job done the first well, time. Well, and that's what, uh, you know, Mayor Iveson has, has been saying, is there's going to be some very tough and possibly very expensive decisions to make here in the next in the next little while. Um, a lot of city councillors asking a lot of questions, and rightfully so. I'm not sure why these questions haven't been um out there or at least as vocal as they were this past weekend I mean two trains on the same track obviously is going to get people's attentions but attention but it has happened before it has happened before mm -hmm. um, why now? Why yeah. now? It's, it's, and you know, when they it's talk about... It's been a gong show. It this has been. primary backup security thing. And I just wanted to talk about that. That's because just... The plan B is, the primary backup is the highly trained, and I don't doubt for a second that they are, um, operators of the train actually mm -hmm. watching out for other trains. And let me just say this about that. So uh, what would be the backup to traffic lights all throughout the city that drivers actually look left and right and, and don't go through the intersection unless it's clear? Mm -hmm. The whole point of the, those signals is to ensure safety. If we didn't need those, if the backup plan is that the guy, why do we even have the plan? Mm -hmm. Why do we have the system if the real reliable backup plan is the actual operators of the trains making the call? Yeah. We, we've wasted yeah. a huge amount of money here without assuring anyone's safety. This is, it's just well, so ridiculous the consultants now. consultants have come in and the third party people are saying that it is, it is safe. Mm -hmm. Except, well, that's like saying your hair's blonde. 
I don't care what you're looking at in the mirror. I'm telling you it's blonde. And I'm going to, you know what? Let's get a third party in here. And they say it's blonde. Yeah, but clearly it's not. Because two trains were on the wrong track over the weekend. Signals are lifting when they shouldn't be. Gates are lifting. Uh, clearly it's not working. So you can go ahead and tell me that it's safe and that we got our money's worth. We well, didn't. You know what? I, I, I don't see... This is just from me sitting behind my microphone in this studio. I don't see the city um, nailing this this group that is responsible for the signaling uh, hard enough over the past uh, number of years. Um, And certainly not putting down their foot enough so okay so what we, this mm-hmm. has to be fixed now I, I don't know what is going on there who has pictures of who with a goat i don't know <laughs> wow <laughs> but come on already yeah i agree i mean if my pants don't arrive on time from amazon i'm not paying but you, you put this kind of money into an LRT, and we just were a year behind getting it going. It doesn't re- operate at full speed, and now apparently the signaling doesn't work. At what point do you just go, no, we're not doing this? Jed's on the phone. Hi, Jed. Hey, guys. It's just like with this arena thing. It's just like with the P&E thing versus K-Days. You got Calgary. You got Vancouver. They both got systems just like ours. You don't hear about this stuff happening down there where they have two trains going on one track. And like you say, why should we pay? Why don't they just pick up the phone and give these guys a little bit of a dingle and say, hey, boys, can you maybe help us out here a little bit? Yeah. Fix it or we're not paying. Obviously, there's a bad relationship there now between that company and the city, and they're they're, they're at loggerheads big time. Yeah, but there's got to be a way. We we hear the most trains slowing down 20 minutes. Hey, Jed, you're cutting out here. I'm going to have to move along to Alberta Pete. Hey, Alberta Pete, what's on your mind? Oh, geez, lots of things. But to be polite on the radio, I'll say those dingbat politicians. I mean, when you start a project that's going to cost taxpayer money, tons of money, shouldn't you have all your T's crossed and uh, dotted I's and everything? before you go, oh, let's build this, let's put money into it, and if it doesn't work, we'll just keep fixing it and fixing it. Like, you know, like you guys were saying, what's going to happen is someone's going to get killed. Yes. And, you know, what's, what? like, I just don't understand that as a society today, you know, these politicians just keep waiting and waiting till someone gets killed. And then you see this big hurrah. Oh, I've been saying, talking about that for years. Well, do something. Don't just talk about it. And you know what? Maybe we need to back up a little bit here and look at how the contract was executed and what the uh, terms of it were because it's my understanding that the company who provided this system is for the most part mostly paid but the job isn't complete until it works and I don't understand if that's true how is that possible on a system that complicated there was no probationary period there was no withhold that we want to see it working properly for six months before you get your final payment I mean at the very least let's I, I don't want to be the guy who says let's just learn from this because I want this thing fixed and I want the company that didn't do it right to pay for that fixing but moving ahead we do have to look at that so these other lines that we're building what are the conditions in the contracts for those lines if it doesn't work properly are we still paying are we going to have this conversation about a different line in a year well i just hope it's not a conversation about dead people you know yeah but the thing is with these guys i mean look at the bridge you know, I mean, delay, delay, everything. Are all these companies that the city contracts bribe motivated? 
Like, I mean, it can't be based on, oh, they do really good work. Oh, they do. You know, it's not based on reputation. So if it was, we wouldn't have delays in every single thing we build. Mm-hmm. Pete, thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. Need to take a break here for the 2.30 News. Oh, I think that there is. It's 2.35. <laughs> Do not throw me under the bus. I'm not going to throw you under the bus okay. because this is the, the second time this conversation I've had. I've had this conversation now twice uh-huh. um, with co-workers and I, I just I, I shake my head at it and I get that everybody likes different things and entertainment to mm-hmm. different entertainment whatever blows your skirt up yeah but this sims thing this oh, computer game thing okay so here's the deal so hunter's playing sims 4 over the weekend I guess he's been playing for weeks which would explain why we haven't seen much of him so Carol and I were just talking to him and we were watching him play this game and if you're familiar with it's not sim city where you build a city sim Sims 4 where you create characters and you can have them get married and have children and and you direct their lives but Carol and I had played it years and years ago like a decade ago Um, of course it's better now but the best part of the game was getting to design a house and putting in your house what you would sort of your dream house I don't really care much about the sim characters themselves but so Carol and I got going on it. She put it on the desktop computer, the Edmonton Comedy Festival computer, and I put it on my laptop in the office. And we suddenly realized we've been doing it for five hours. At some point, I just said, well, we should probably go to bed. It's, it's three in the morning or two in the morning. And, and Carol's like, it can't be. And we're like, yeah. But I mean, we were talking the whole time. We were, it was fun. Like we were laughing and like I say, you create your own characters and they look exactly like you or you try and make them look exactly like you if that's what you want. So imagine now, this is a, an experiment and it's an experiment for some psychology class. Imagine designing your wife with your wife watching you design her. So in other words, your perspective on what you see. How you see her. As opposed to how she perhaps sees herself and, your, and how you see yourself as well. So, you know, I... I Legitimate. I, I was very careful to, to come up with a legitimate representation of what I think I look like, and then I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> right? it was, hey, all I have to do is look in a mirror to do this. Right. I don't need a computer game. I found myself sort of going, well, I don't, you know, if I suck it in, it's probably not that big, you know, like just. Okay, what, what I don't mm-hmm. get yeah. here is what's the enjoyment factor out of this? Like, you built the house, and so that was fun. But this game itself, I just, I, I can't wrap my... Well... So you're just directing their lives? Like, yeah, yeah, what, you, what is the what is the entertainment value there? Sell it to me. Well, I don't want to sell it to you, because I don't think... It's like me trying to sell Shameless to you. I'm probably not going to succeed. For me, I just, I enjoy designing a house. And I think well, that's the only part that you like of it. But yeah. what about the rest of the game? Uh, well, now I'm sort of lost because I finished <laughs> the house. Done. Right. I finished the house last night. I'm pretty happy with it. Um, and now I'm at the point where the Sims are walking around the house critiquing my design. What are the Sims? They're people. The people. So Andrew and Carol are walking around the house. And weird, too. Carol is criticizing most of my design choices, which not a reach. My decorating choices. I had a neon uh, sign in my living room. Mm. Well, she was having no part of that, my little Sim. So uh, that part of it I don't really get a ton of enjoyment out of. If so I wanted do to do that. Do you make that, their I... personality or does their personality just evolve somehow? Well, you make attributes for them. So in my case, um, 
I chose funny, outgoing, I sort of don't, and sort of stuff like that. <laughs> For Carol, I made her neat, smart, um, enjoys music and books. Okay. But as the game progresses, they develop okay. more skills depending okay. on what it is you have them do. So if I have Carol do nothing but read books, her intelligent, uh, intelligence level goes up, that sort of thing. Oh, okay. She becomes smarter. If I work on my computer a lot, I actually become uh, better in my career. So there's you direct their lives. It's sort of like parenting without... Real people? Without financial responsibility and disappointment. <laughs> uh, yeah, a number of people around me love this game mm-hmm. and are, are really enjoying it, but I just I, I couldn't figure out how. But now now that you say that they continue to develop... They do. That would be interesting to see where that goes. And you have responsibilities. So if you, you put in... You water a, them and... Exactly. Like well, if you don't... If you put flowers in and forget to water them or don't hire a gardener, they'll die. If you... You know, if you stand in the middle of the road, you'll get run over. I mean, there's just things you have to sort of look after them a little bit. And you have to pay bills and you have to get a job. Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I'm going to say like what... So you're you're like... starting to sound a lot like life. I was going to say it's kind of double team in life is what you're doing. Yeah. So at the end of a hard day of paying bills and working, you you have an opportunity to sit down and pay bills and work. So it's... Yeah. Interesting. And it's called Sims? Sims 4. I actually chose as my profession. I went to an interview for a radio station and did not get the job. (laughs) Which is weird. Did you offer to um, work for free for four years? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was an option. (laughs) Um, Oh, did you know it's scientifically possible that God is just... A clown in a house coat playing some form of software similar <laughs> sure. to The Sims. Yes, yeah. the entertainment value is you get to be gone. That's right, exactly. Someone says no enjoyment, no point. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And the language is still gibberish. What do you mean? They don't talk f- real language? Then how do you know that Carol's criticizing your decorating choices? Because she'll walk up to a painting and look at it, and then she'll go, uh, and you go, well, that's not a happy <laughs> That's thing. not hot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly how they sound when they like something. Interesting. Hadn't played it, like I say, in a decade. Obviously, they've made improvements to it, and we enjoyed it. But it is a, a time theme. So how does it end? It never ends. No. Oh. There's no winning or losing to this thing. It never ends. Really? Yeah. It's like life. <laughs> well, except for life ends. But you don't know that. It just ends, and then you don't exist anymore. But there, other people around you know yeah. that it ends. It's funny because at least one texture said, what a waste of time or something like that. But we all find enjoyment different exactly. ways, right? I mean, if that yeah. keeps us happy and we like doing it, then yeah. who, who is anyone to say we're... Yeah. The last thing I would do would would be to spend five hours, you know, playing a video game. But yeah. on the other hand, uh, there's all sorts of people that would look at us and go, who would be the last people to watch your 10 hours of sports on right, Saturday? Exactly. But we did and we enjoyed it. So yeah. whatever blows your skirt up, who cares? Exactly. Exactly. The I'm just ti- confused. I didn't know what it was. Right, right. The time was lost in designing the house. I could never oh, sit yeah. there and watch these people walk around for five hours like that. As I say, I don't. I don't even. I didn't even turn it on this morning to look at it because I thought, yeah. well, my house is built. Maybe the house caught on fire or something. It's possible. I put in smoke detectors. Oh, good. Yeah. Good. So when they all beep at the same time, you know what they are this time. It's fairly <laughs> realistic in terms of if you put the smoke detector above the stove, it goes yeah. off all the time. Yeah. If you put it out in the hallway, it goes off less. So there's there's just aspects of it that are interesting 
And like I said, you just get to design your dream home. So mine had a lot of uh, recreational activity in it. Uh, Carol's had a lot of functionality. Mm-hmm. Also interesting just to see what your spouse what thinks is, is the eh? perfect house. Yeah. Uh, this one said, I played it 10 years ago. Sims barbecue started on fire, killed all the Sims in the house. <laughs> yeah, that happens. <laughs> Someone says, Jalen, go to YouTube. There must be videos. Yeah, there is. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll check it out then. 20 bucks. 20 bucks for what? The game. To, to play the game? It's 20 bucks to buy the software. Oh, I see. Okay. Then there's expansion packs. If you get them all, it's probably about a... $420,000, but it's you get the expansion packs you want, like Dogs and Cats expansion pack or Halloween oh. expansion pack or whatever. <laughs> so, you <laughs> I did not. It is like true li- life, you just have to keep paying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and paying. There's no end to it, and paying, <laughs> and paying. Yeah, that's right. Oh, you want a dog? Gotta pay for that, yeah. And the dog dies if you don't feed it. Well, that happens. Or runs away. Real life, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, You always got to hope you find the dog when it runs away. I'll tell you the one thing they've changed, and then we move on, over the last time I played it. In the the last version that I played, uh, Drew Carey kept showing up, and it actually irritated me. The um the um the new Drew Carey or the old Drew Carey? Well, it was the Drew Carey the from the Drew, Drew Carey, yeah the heavy or set or Drew the, Carey, um, the much much thinner Drew. If Carey, you th- yeah. if you threw a party and invited your friends, Drew Carey showed up. Drew Carey would show up, and then more people would arrive because they wanted to meet Drew Carey. It was just a really odd. I don't know how much of how big a check he wrote for that to happen, but because in my mind, Drew Carey in a in a party would be the you know the reason I don't go. Someone says, I didn't mean to insult you. No, that's you didn't insult me no, by no, telling me to insulted. go to YouTube. That's fine. I played what? Sims. Sims 4. Where do you get the game? Is it an app? No, you go... If you just Google Sims 4, then you have to download some software called Origin Software. It's from EA Sports. And that allows you to play the game on your device, your laptop usually. Um, and then it saves online your progress so mm-hmm. that you could log on from anywhere around the world and your yeah. game is right there, ready to play. Yeah, starting to look ahead, obviously, Christmas. We're not far from that. And, and the kid, the youngest, likes the video games. And that, I think, the latest um, PlayStation yeah. World War II Yeah, I know the one. I can't out. think what it's called. But, but I think it's actually called World War II. No, no. So this but is, I know the one you mean. It's a new one they're advertising yeah. right now. Yeah. But I'm like, okay, should, should I get this for him? Because he loves that stuff. You've never I, been a video rather, game person, right? No, I'd rather just buy him a book. Yeah, see, it's, <laughs> it has so changed over the well, years. I've he's shown me some of them, and we've he's tried to show me. We play like the, the yeah. some zombie, and it's so real life. It's unreal. But like not just yeah, not just the graphics and and that, but just how you buy and play the game has changed. Yeah, it would be at a time. It used to be you'd go to a game store, buy the the CD, and install mm-hmm. it on your laptop or computer, and then you'd play it that way. Most games now have moved to where you have to download them online, and. You get you have to you have to have a membership somewhere to play. So yeah, like he plays with people all over the world, right? right. Through headsets, exactly. Then yeah. se- then was able to sell something off because he was got so many points, so many levels right. at something. Is that yeah? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you either most people buy their video games now through Steam is a supplier of video games, but EA Sports doesn't use Steam, so you have to get this Origin software, mm. right? My concern with any of these is always how much software I'm putting on my computer. Um, But that's the advantage. Again, at one time, if you played Sims, you would have 
I think we had 10 different CDs. With each expansion pack, you loaded more and more software onto your computer. That's not the case anymore. Okay. Now all of that software is somewhere else, and you're just downloading the ability to play it, to play it and stream it. Right. Interesting. Yeah. Technology is amazing. It's two forty six on the six thirty Chet afternoon news. Let's take a quick break here on the other side. Let's talk about being naked. Sure. In the change room. Okay. In Quebec. Uh uh-uh. uh <laughs> How about this? A Montreal area town has decided no nudity in the locker rooms of its municipal pools. None. That's right. It says uh, that they wouldn't have made that rule had it not been for complaints that had been received. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we've heard this story in other um, rec centers uh, where, you know, there was one in Montreal where they asked people to stop hanging around in the buff. In other words, you know, do your business quickly, get your shorts on or whatever. But this one is simply not going to allow nudity at all. Um, There is no penalty at this point, uh, a warning instead, but that means, for example, that you can't shower in the nude or how do you put on your bathing suit? I guess, do you go to a... Well, um, yeah, in in pieces, maybe. <laughs> you put a You'll towel. You'll have to show me how towel, to do that. You put a towel around you. You, oh. you know, it's, that sort of stuff. You go into one of the to the change rooms, into the locker stall, stalls. Um, said it before. Said it a zillion times. Difference between scratching your butt and tearing a hunk out. This is tearing a hunk out. I think, um, you know, th- there's nothing the matter with getting in there, getting changed, and you know, for those whatever ten seconds that you're nude while you're trying to put on your bathing suit, or if you're in the shower we're doing, uh, you know, your shower stuff, that's one thing. I, I think the concern is, is that when you start having people who are, you know, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know, walking around, blow drying their hair, yeah, yeah. In the total nude, whatever, you know. Knee up on the on, bench telling you about the their stock exactly, investments. Yeah. Exactly. And I think, I think that's where it is. And uh, obviously they just decided enough's enough. Well, listen, I don't want you to get uh, all fired up here. Mm. This is the odder part of the story for me, and maybe I'm just, again, an old-school guy, but here's the oddest, odder part of the story. So this town that has this new rule, mm-hmm. rule Brossard, it, it happens to coincidentally be at a time when they're breaking ground on a new aquatic complex. So I guess in anticipation of this thing opening in 2019, they're saying, here's the rules, and so these rules will be grandfathered over to this new facility. They have done away with gender-specific change areas in the new facility in favor of universal locker rooms. So men and women, there is no men's room, no ladies' room. There's simply change rooms. So I guess the idea is between now and 2019, everybody figures out how to get into a bathing suit without showing any nudity, and then it'll be totally cool for everybody to be in the same dressing room. And then this way, that encompasses everybody. No matter what you are, you know, you're in the same change room now we don't have a problem where somebody feels excluded what do you think of that I mean- um yeah I, I i wouldn't necessarily be super comfortable changing um in a in a room where there's there's men and i'm i suspect that there's this men that wouldn't feel very comfortable if i was in the room while they were changing yeah. either uh i at the end of the day i still think it's nice to have some privacy uh when you're when you're changing i don't like changing in front of a group uh, in front of a a whole boatload of women. Mm-hmm. I don't like being naked in front of people I don't know. Um, you know, oftentimes I will, that's why I would go into one of the, the private change rooms and, and just change in there. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think that folks, I think all of us want to have some sort of privacy yeah. when we're when we're changing, don't we? Yeah, I mean, maybe this is a greater conversation or we'll start one, and it's part of me hopes it won't. We're not all the same. It, I, I don't think it's a healthy thing to keep suggesting that we are all the same. You're a girl, and I'm a boy, and I would prefer not to change with you in the room. Mm-hmm. Because... I'm a boy and you're a girl, but it seems like it's like no, no, no. We're all the same. We're all equal. We're all, but we're not. We're different. We have different parts. And when I bring my children to a change room, I, I don't want my my child watching a member of the opposite sex changing either. So no, there was a woman that walked straight into the men's uh, change room yep. at the Y where yep. my husband was not too long ago. He's like, "What are you doing in here?" Yeah. You know, if if he turned around and did that in the women's change room, oh, can oh you my imagine? gosh, can right. you imagine? Yeah. But no, I think at, at the end of it all, let's let's still have some privacy mm-hmm. to be as awkwardly uncomfortable as it is changing. <laughs> yeah. And I get some people say, well, nudity is nudity. But for a lot of people, nudity isn't just nudity. Mm-hmm. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.